you know when you hear that music, it's time to connect the dots. Hey, this is your host, Tom Abasson. Yeah, and let me tell you, it's time to connect the dots. So, uh, hey, it's the call-in radio show. 888-627-6008, and if you have something important to say, hey, pick up the phone and uh, dial in. Um, I don't know if anybody was watching the news today, but boy, is there some crazy uh, escalation of violence over there in the uh, Middle East. Oh, well, you know... People need to lighten up, everybody. Stop with the fighting, you know? Um, did everybody forget, you know, the, the calls for peace and love from back in the 20th century, you know? The famous uh, John Lennon singing, uh, let's give peace a chance. Matter of fact, uh, Monday is uh, John Lennon's uh, birthday, you know? His birthday is celebrated every year in Central Park at the place called Strawberry Fields, yeah, after one of his uh, famous songs, Strawberry Fields Forever. Yeah, and they, guys with guitars get there and, and we all gather around the Imagine Circle in the pavement there. Imagine that, huh? Right across the street from the Dakota where he lived before his uh, unfortunate accident there. And uh, that's it. Hey, I'll be out there tomorrow myself, too. That's it. I do the show from New York City. Hey, and uh, I'll be down in Central Park tomorrow uh, celebrating John Lennon's birthday. Give peace a chance. The world needs to hear that song right now along with all the other great songs from the last uh, century, The Universal Soldier, a great uh, recording done by Donovan. Uh, you know, she says that you couldn't have these wars if the soldiers all refused to participate. And maybe they should stop participating at this point in time. And other great songs, um, you know, from the uh, decade of love in the last century. Come on, people now, smile on your brother. Everybody get together and try to love one another right now. These are messages that need to be sung again, and people need to respond. Forget about the damn stupid governments. They're the uh, instigators. They're the troublemakers. They're the warmongers. They're the people that seek to make money off the war. Yeah, and all governments are corrupted now, controlled by the New World Order. Well, you should know that by now, I think. And what we need to be focusing on is, hey, the people need to take command of their governments one way or another. There will be no justice except what we make for ourselves. And uh, you must have figured it out by now. That's the way it is, because government is not going to end these wars. They're um, 
you know, they're too hooked into the bribe money, and the bribe money says war, war, war. And uh, so the, we, the people, have to do something, you know, uh, especially here in America. Hey, you know, you must have not heard by now. Hey, I'm a U.S. presidential candidate. I don't give a shit if I get elected or not, but you ought to care about electing me. And I'm asking every Democrat and Republican listening to my voice now because uh, your political parties, both political parties, are a bunch of crooks, losers, and the people you have running for president are really, they don't have any solutions, you know, In- including the uh, the old famous one, Trumpo. You know, he's, uh, he don't have any solutions. Come on, he had four years to solve all the problems. He didn't. He did a few things. There's a documentary out there on something. I've seen it. I don't even know what the hell it's called now, but it uh, doesn't matter. He did a few things, set a few things in motion, did a few good executive orders, but he didn't solve the problem. Somebody like me, you know, and, and uh, a person who knows how to use their mind uh, creatively can solve all the problems simply because the solutions are known already, you know. There has to be somebody with the uh, guts and fortitude to, to go out there and uh, identify the solutions and say, hey, here's the solution to this. You know, right now, all the solutions to all the problems, including ending the wars, all these things are known already. It's known how to do this, but there's no commander-in-chief in any friggin' country in the world that's that wants to do that. And if you elect a Democrat or Republican in America, it's going to be the same old ball game. They're going to play politics, uh, you know, and there's going to be a lot. And the same problem in other countries like England and stuff. They got the two major parties. Neither one of them is going to uh, do what's right for the people because, you know, they're they're riding the gravy train over there in uh, England. Great Britain, used to be Great Britain, uh, United Kingdom. We don't know if it's the United Kingdom anymore. Uh, we'll call it England, okay? That's where the capital is, London. Of course, uh, they, the people over there, they make fun of their own capital. They call it London's, London's Don. Uh, if you don't understand that joke, well, I don't know. Uh, ask somebody else, they'll tell you. The uh... <laughs> So that's it, people. We have to make our own justice or there isn't going to be any justice for us, except after the event when the uh, galactic uh, ETs, the benevolent ones, uh, the friendly ones, land and uh, get rid of all the rest of the bad guys. They, they have the uh, muscle power to go in and do that. And there's nothing the bad guys can do to stop them when they they finally land. You know, meanwhile, they're still messing with our heads and all that here. The uh, New World Order puppets, you know, that are really ruled by negative ET races. That's it. And um, supposedly most of the um, ET races are gone Hey, people, you need to not just listen to what I'm saying here. You need to go to these sources and find out 
get on the internet and start finding out about these things. My favorite uh, place to tell people to go, uh, the portal, 2012portal.blogspot.com. Recently had a, I don't know, computer crash or something, or they were, you know, the dark forces uh, sabotaged some of their uh, material. You used to be able to go on there and backtrack from the most recent uh, intel provided on that site about what the Galactic Confederation is doing for mankind. And they had just claimed recently to have removed all the negative, physical negative creatures off our world, which uh, uh, is good, you know? These negative uh, aliens, they have all been removed, but we still have the negative aliens hiding out in cloned human bodies, which are most of the politicians in this world. Yeah, they're not people anymore. <laughs> Governments are filled in with the uh, uh, clones uh, controlled by uh, ET entities, monsters from other worlds. You know, that's how they that's how they infiltrate our society. And um, they're there amongst us. They walk amongst us. You don't believe me? Um, not that the movie is proof, but it'll it'll uh, help you think right, uh, think clearly to the point of yeah, this could be true. The movie called They Live. You know, 1988 movie. Look it up. Buy it. Watch it several times. Have your friends watch it and understand this is how how it really is still. And it's going to be that way until the event. If you don't know what the event is, you need to go out there. You used to be able to find all that out at, at the uh, 2012 portal. But I said all of a sudden, 10 years of information disappeared off the site. They're starting to put it back. You, when you, If you go there... 2012portal.blogspot.com. They're starting to put it back, what was taken off. Uh, and uh, they they had they said they had a security breach. And so you just got to scroll down, and then it's uh, there'll, there'll be a statement there that you click on to um, older posts. And they're starting to put it back. Because it's a good place to search and find out what's been happening the last 10 years behind the scenes. And there has been plenty going on. And we're getting closer to the event. You know, when uh, that whoosh of energy hits our world and in a short flash of a second or two, there'll be a quantum recrystallization of all matter. And um, the first time that I believe that term was uh, coined was back in uh, 1973, way back then, a famous book was printed called The Keys of Enoch, parenthesis, the book of knowledge. And uh, if you haven't Got yourself a copy of that book? Get a copy of it. It's worth its weight in gold, if not more. And uh, it talks about the futuristic sciences and how all kinds of wonderful things that uh, explains how 
reality is uh, can be manipulated with pyramids and cubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might, you know, you might find it a little overly scientific, but uh, you need to start educating yourself because you haven't been educated on this world in the schools here. They only educate you to the set and extent where the, you can be used by government mm-hmm, and the military. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I just had to have a, a drink of water there. You know, water, the universal solvent. There's so much new, new information about water. One of the... Uh, four, uh, some of the important people that have investigated water, Dr. Emoto, the late Dr. Emoto from Japan, uh, he had a, 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 a DVD about the water out there, which is very informative. Look him up, Dr. Emoto, spelled like it sounds, E-M-O-T-O. And then there was uh, Patrick Flanagan, Dr. Patrick Flanagan from uh, Arizona, who was living um, ah, in the center of Arizona there. Uh, He was a genius, and he spent decades investigating water and finally figured out the magic of the water, how to make the purest water with his crystal concentrate. I think they still sell it. Well, check it up, crystal concentrate. Put a few drops in the distilled water, which is recommended that you make it yourself because the stuff you buy in the store is going to be tainted with the plastic they put it in, those morons. I think there's one company, maybe in the whole America, that you can buy distilled water, bottled water company. I think it's Deer Park. It'll sell it to you in a glass five-gallon glass container, but that'll cost you a fortune. (laughs) Believe me. So it's better just to buy a a small one-gallon distiller and distill your own water. And then, of course, there's the John Ellis Water Company from New York State, uh, which um, John Ellis was an engineer. He's like, I don't know, 105, 106 years old still. And um, he figured out how to uh, change the bond angle of the hydrogen, of the hydrogen uh, in relation to uh, H2O, major ingredients of water there. And by doing that, it lowered the surface tension. And so another great source of water. You can buy the machine that does that and uses an argyle lamp in it. Um, I think it costs, you know, two grand or more or something like that. It's got two models, small model, a bigger one. Obviously, the bigger one costs more, and you can actually hook that up uh, to even your tap and get pure water out of it with a, a, a spread, a larger bond angle on the hydrogen atoms, you know, H2O, you know, two hydrogen atoms combining with the oxygen molecule. So when you change the bond angle, it makes it more soluble, goes into your uh, 
Everything in your uh, physical body has to be brought in and out of the cells with water. You know, when you drink a regular glass of water, your body has to change that out, change that water, whatever you drink, even spring water, has to change that. Your body has to change that into living water. But you can pour that living water directly into your body with John Ellis, uh, water from the John Ellis water machine, or um, distill your own water at home uh, with a counter distiller and add drops of uh, crystal energy concentrate and give it a few minutes to work through. And then um, that's another great, and that water gives you energy too. On top of that, and then the most of the new information about the water is about uh, everybody's coming out with it now. People are taking pictures, just like Dr. Emoto did and proved um, that your what comes out of your mouth, kind of like the words and your mind, your thoughts, uh, change the shape of the water. Yeah, water is very responsive to our thoughts, so. That's the importance of talking, loving conversations. We don't want to get angry, uh, you know, uh, because it'll change the water composition of the water molecules in our bodies just by getting angry. So we want to avoid those low-frequency bursts of anger and stuff like that. We want to be loving, kind, and considerate. You know, sometimes you have to lay down the law but we want to avoid that as much as possible, and uh, we want to put out loving frequencies, frequencies of gratitude, and that changes the shape of the water to make it just like those other products can do, like the John Ellis water or uh, Flanagan's Crystal Energy Concentrated Water, and um, so and. Also, you can put some water out in the sun. The sun will uh, energize the water, too. Put some crystals in the water. That'll help work well with the water, too. Of course, you want to start with a spring water. Uh, The only only, uh, way you can uh, start with tap water is if you use the uh, John Ellis water machine. And uh, that's the story. So, um, water is... an amazing thing, and it's responsive. You know, when you go down the, that's why people like it down the beach. When the waves crash into the shore, uh, it releases water as part of this uh, energetic exchange, uh, fills the air with negative ions, and uh, negative ions are actually good for you, negatively charged items. You know, the word in this case, the word negative is a good word. Negatively charged uh, molecules floating around in the air from the waves crashing, and that's what helps make a positive experience down at the beach. You know, people don't know why they feel good at the beach, but that's why the crashing waves helps create that atmosphere. Hey, this is an educational show. Let me tell you something. You'll learn things on this show. And if you really want to learn things, all I got to say is get a copy of my book, Connect the Dots Theory. The pictures alone will drop your jaw to the floor 
of what floats around in the air at night. And then I've got the pictures of the hovering spacecraft that don't really look like the kind of spacecraft you've been shown before. They're not round disks, and they have unusual shapes. The pictures are right in my book, you know, Connect the Dot Series, and plenty of pictures of things that fly around at night and leave light trails that the camera can pick up. And then there's the, you know, and these things are conscious, too. In fact, uh, some of the pictures are all the zigzagging goes across the, the picture, which is in my book. Uh, these are entities showing on. They know I've got, I was out there with the camera, and they wanted to go in front of the lens and, like, zip around and, uh, you know, uh, show off. I mean... Uh, plenty of visible consciousness out there. And then there's the orbs. You know, orb. if you get a camera and take a picture and catch some orbs, these are invisible consciousnesses that have uh, said bye-bye to their physical form and they exist. And they, uh, their energy in a spherical shape, sometimes the size of large beach balls, can be uh, captured by the camera or maybe even seen by people who have expanded their vision by whatever means they've used to expand their vision. Um, and then uh, the perfect picture to get an idea of how real these things are, it's in my most recent uh, YouTube video called Beatlemania in America. Two, the numeral two, yeah. Uh, Beatlemania in America two. Look it up on YouTube, and it's it's only three minutes and uh, 42, 43 seconds long. The first minute will be uh, let you get a uh, a sense of of how powerful the energy was at Shea Stadium when the Beatles did the first large rock and roll concert and started the whole trend with that. And uh, you'll get to feel the uh, energy from just screaming alone. Uh, that was in the background, and uh, people that went there and said nobody could hear the Beatles perform at all. Well, you heard was the screaming, but... To just get a feel of that, the first minute in Beatlemania in America 2 uh, has that. The second minute is all about the uh, concert they uh, gave uh, in New York City where somebody took uh, an amazing photograph that shows they were performing in this um, old-type theater that was, uh, might have been Paramount or something, uh, in New York City, and... Uh, in this one photograph, there's all these orbs, hundreds of them, up by the ceiling. And then there's other smaller life forms, and these are orbs like the size of giant beach balls. Uh, and they're floating all over the place, and it's captured on film. The Beatles are on stage, and there's all these orbs hanging over the audience, and then there's uh, smaller ones that are leaving light trails whisping through the air in a fraction of a second uh, that it took to take the photograph. And uh, the, the whole second minute of the uh, 
of that YouTube video of mine, Beetlemania in America 2, is showing you close-ups of these orbs over the audience with the Beatles on stage. Awesome. And I, and I do the commentary. The Beatles were so popular uh, by September of uh, 1964 that hundreds of orbs and other life forms were attending their concerts, and this photograph proves it. You know, I I believe I, I might have been the first person to ever take notice of that. I mean, let's face it, nine, uh, way back in 1964, people weren't looking for orbs on photographs. People didn't even realize you could capture them on photographs, but this photograph captures them. And so you'll see uh, more proof of how popular the Beatles were. And just to remind you again, hey, Monday is John Lennon's birthday. If you're in New York City, here you come to Central Park, Strawberry Fields, across from the Dakota, where he used to live. And uh, there will be people there with guitars and everybody singing Beatles songs to celebrate the birthday of John Lennon as if he was still alive. And in our hearts, those of us that had uh, an affection loving the picture for him. Uh, one of the famous Beatles, the leader of the, the unofficial leader of the Beatles, most people don't realize it, that he's the one that started the band and came up with the name for the Beatles uh, eventually. The, the other guys who became the Beatles, he invited them into. First, he invited uh, Paul to join his band. You know, it's John, Paul, George, and Ringo. And then uh, Paul said, hey, my friend George is uh, a good guitar player. And uh, he kind of auditioned for John. John said, yeah, you're in too. And then they had a, originally they had another drummer and another person. When they went to uh, Germany uh, to play in clubs eight hours a day uh, to really get a tight band. And then... Um, the last guy, Ringo, they decided they wanted to change their drummer and uh, because they had played with Ringo uh, in, back in Hamburg or Germany. And uh, he was also uh, lived in Liverpool, uh, just like they did. And he was the fourth guy that uh, made up the Beatles. And... Shortly after he joined, they became super famous. So that's how it all happened, and they changed the world for the better with music and their loving personalities. If you ever watched the old footage, these guys went out there, and they projected good vibrations on the stage, you know? And uh, they won everybody over. You just look at the in the video, you'll see how the girls like fanatically jump on the back of a limousine uh, and uh, they can't help themselves because these guys just want, want everyone over with their music and their personalities and their new look. And they changed the world forever. Guys were, and now it was okay for guys to have long hair when that was suppressed in many of the nations of the world. Uh, so that's the history of the Beatles, history of the well, history of John Lennon. And uh, like I said, if you, if you happen to be in New York City tomorrow, head over to Central Park and uh, participate. 
uh, and every with, along with everybody singing Beatles songs, and there's a whole repertoire of Beatles songs. Uh, so much for that. Meanwhile, we all have a lot of work to do for ourselves, whether you know it or not. Yes, we do. Nobody, you know, I'm just as lazy as everybody else, but I've finally come come to it. I'm going to have to put aside some time every day to do a little meditation and uh, practice my breathing. Yeah, breathing is an important part of uh, getting your body ready to accept the higher energies that are coming in in case you haven't, just in case you haven't heard, the earth is raising its vibration, our dear Mother Earth. You know why they call Earth Mother Earth? Because the earth vibrates uh, in uh, with feminine uh, vibrations. Yeah? such a thing as a permanent vibration, such a thing as a masculine vibration. And uh, so it is. It is what it is. But uh, the Earth's vibrations are increasing. And then when the event finally happens, that whoosh of energy, you have to be able to be able to handle it. So we need to get our bodies ready. You know, we need to uh, meditate to increase our breathing and silence our minds, you know? Most of us incessantly are thinking all the time, you know? Our minds never rest. But it's important to learn to have control of your mind where you can just stop all the chitter-chatter going on in your mind, and that helps you receive messages from outer space, (laughs) from the rest of the universe. Because the uh, electronic fence has been taken down, Uh, there's still a little residue of anomaly out there. Look that word up. And the best place to find out about anomaly is go to the portal, 2012portal.blogspot.com. They're trying to regroup and put the old information back out there, but you'll have to backtrack a little to find out about what has been going on with the anomalies. And uh, there are kind of um, a, a negative life force, basically. They've been the ones that have been uh, hovering around Earth. And uh, that's how you'll find out about anomaly and the importance of it. And uh, so we need to quiet down our minds, and meditation is one of the best tools for that. And we need to start thinking about our DNA a lot of it's been turned off in a lot of people. You know, that's those evil extraterrestrials. I think the Anunnaki are the big ones to blame for that. Hey, I, I mentioned a little about that in my book, Connect the Dots Theory. You know, it's the one book that can make you smarter overnight. With only a hundred, little over a hundred pages of text, uh, anybody ought to be able to read all the text within two hours, you know, just as an average reader. Uh, what the book's really worth for, too, is to study the pictures, and each picture is explained what you're looking at, you know? So you, you, 
helps guide you to comprehend what you're seeing there. And then there's the drawings in the book uh, for, for to re, uh, reveal important things coming out of the sky when I didn't have a camera uh, to capture it. But uh, I'm, I'm a fairly good drawer, and I, I think I've uh, done a good job drawing these pictures that show you some of the experiences that I've had right here on Earth. And these things still happen on Earth where they zip open the sky, I like to say, and uh, pathways, avenues are open up where those who have the uh, knowledge of how to open up those rips in the sky, they can um, manifest down into our reality and walk among us during these gatherings. Uh, yeah, these events happen out in the wilderness. So um, that's why they can easily park their spacecraft up above and in the distance. But if you uh, take some pictures of the sky, you'll notice there will be a lot more stars and all those points of light in the sky that are seem to be a lot of stars. They're not stars. They look like stars, but they drift down up from above and come close to the ground and they're little sparkling points of light. But uh, because they're so low candle power, you can look that term up, because these sparkling points of light are such low candle power as they drift down to within maybe even 10 feet, maybe sometimes they go down to the level of the grass, they look... uh, no bigger than the stars in the sky. But they're not stars. They're, uh, you know, concentrations of light energy that uh, outline shapes, geometric shapes, and outline the perimeters of the uh, portals or portal that's being opened up over the area. And then, you know, I've got a, a picture or two of that, what it really looks like. Uh, at grass level, and um, you can see these things with your eyes, too. You know, you don't need any special glasses or something, but most people, they're not paying attention. They think it's stars or something, you know, and they don't realize that this is something coming out of uh, ripping the fabric of the uh, sky and outlining a portal area where... uh, Beams can transverse up and down. Yeah, and this goes on. And then a connection to the earth is usually made. And then um, there's, there's amazing stories in my book about how I put my hands on the ground. I could feel the earth pulsing through the ground, concentric circles of pulsing coming from around a fire and fireplace apart in these two. The points of light sometimes gravitate over the... Um, top of a fire, you know, where people are sitting around and drumming and stuff like that. So there's some real amazing things that if you don't go out to these things and see them, you're missing out. But you can get a glimpse of what happens here on Earth and has been happening. Uh, But you're not going to really know about that unless you get my book because I'm the only one really talking about these things, and I can talk about them because I experienced them firsthand. 
And I went on my way to take some pictures, and I was taking the pictures. I found out more interesting things. Who would know that there's plenty of creatures flying around at night that lay light trails? If I hadn't started taking nighttime pictures, I never would have found that out. Uh, so, hey, what about taking nighttime pictures? I also deduced that you'll see if you get if you get that book of mine, connect the dots theory. You'll have all these amazing pictures to study right in front of you. You know, you can download the ebook, but uh, there are some advantages to having the actual eight and a half by eleven book full pages of uh, pictures there, right in front of you, because you can actually zip back and forth between the photographs faster than you could key it on a computer. Yeah, certain things you can do faster than a computer can do for you. So, but, you know, you might want to, you might be, uh, only want to spend the five, seven dollars to get the ebook and all that. Uh, it's out there on Amazon. Uh, you can buy a used copy of the book on there. Uh, the book publishing company is Fulton Books, also you, uh, a book. You also can order it from Barnes and Noble. But uh, just Google it, you know. Hey, Google, uh, they were generous enough. They never even consulted me, but they were generous enough to put uh, 40 pages of my book out there for free to look at if you're skeptical, if you're not convinced of it. Browsing through 40 pages of what's out there for free, I don't know. I guess you have no interest in learning anything. What can I tell you? But that's for free. Just Google it. Connect the dots there, you'll see it cover the book, and they'll uh, have some uh, feature on the side where you can uh, check out the first 40 pages or something like that. But just take my word for it. You know, and of course, the amazing stories aren't in those first 40 books. And the many other things I talk about, the correlations I make, uh, philosophical statements that are not within that, those first 40 pages. And some of the most amazing photographs of all are not in those first 40 pages. You'll have the diagrams I drew. They'll be in the first 40 pages. And you can see, like, man, what an amazing place. So you, you look at it, the pictures I've drawn of what was coming out of the sky, you said, oh, I, man, I wish I was there, too. And, but you're not ever going to know any of this unless you get the book. Come on, an e-book, five to seven bucks, whatever it sells for, you know, it's not much money, but if you really want to study, study the book, why buy the e-book first, and then if uh, it's uh, uh, you can't enlarge the stuff big enough, then buy the actual book, you know, and uh, study it, learn, guaranteed. It shouldn't uh, take you more than two hours to read the whole book, maybe less if you're a fast reader, but this book is, is like... It's, not, it's more than just a book you read once. It's a reference book. It's like a dictionary. You're going to go back there and look at things later because if you're interested in discovering truth, you're going to say, man, I'm going to look at that picture again because maybe uh, I can find that in, in my backyard. If you have a spruce tree, I, I've discovered that apparently these creatures that fly around at night, small creatures, and they all leave light trails, they like to perch on spruce trees. Must be something with the vibration of spruce trees. Amazing. 
Then um, I went and took some pictures uh, up at the original Woodstock site, which is really not in Woodstock. It's called the town of Bethel in New York. And I took uh, pictures of uh, spruce trees. And sure enough, there's those creatures that leave uh, a light glow hanging on the tree. Can't see them in broad daylight, but you take take a shot with the camera, and they're there. The camera picks them up. So all these amazing things you're missing out on by not having a copy of, of this. It's peanuts. Come on, you you go to a a bar. You're going to spend five dollars for one drink or seven dollars for one drink, and you go to a concert. They want to charge you over ten dollars for a single drink. I mean, you're willing to spend that money. You know, what's five, seven dollars? But, you know, you have to make the effort to do it. But it's really easy, you know. Like I said, just go on the Google search bar, which most people use, and Google it, connect the dots theory. Of course, you'll have to uh, waver through. Uh, you might want to put my name after it by Tom Edison because... There's a lot of uh, the machines uh, take that term, connect the dots, and they, a lot of uh, uh, the crap out there is from this guy, uh, Steve Job. Uh, he made a statement about connecting the dots, and so they, you'll have to, uh, you know, go through, uh, pass, a lot, pass by a lot of that stuff, you know, and then um, the machines do things like that. They don't uh, play favoritism. They think that uh, uh, what Steve Jobs had is more important than what, I, what my book is. Well, what the hell do the damn machines know? They don't know shit about uh, life forms because they're damn machines, you know? So, uh, and, and uh, stupid Google search lists my book as fiction. It's not fiction. It's nonfiction. But, I've got nothing to say. You can't even contact these people. I've got nothing to say about that. So I just have to go along with the program there. But it's an opportunity for you uh, to, uh, that you, the ones that are afraid to spend 5 or $7, uh, to see what it's all about. And if what you see there in those three pages doesn't interest you, I guess you have no interest in learning uh, truth new things. Because what's in the book, it's truth. And you know, the photographs are real, 35, and you know, if I had to prove it, I've got the negatives, 35 millimeter photos. There's no doctoring here, you know? That's one of the problems. That's one of the ongoing conspiracies. Everything is digital now. And you're talking about pictures that are digital. You, you, can, put, you can fake them so easily, and there's no way of... Uh, proving that the pictures were faked. You see, when you got 35-millimeter film, which is the standard most people use, uh, if you, if you uh, play around with the image, it's going to leave a tell, telltale evidence that you played around with it. But when people play around with dig digital images, there's, a, there's no... Uh, you're not leaving any evidence around that you played around with the photograph. That's why, you know, there used to be a saying, seeing is believing. Well, not no more. You turn on that TV, the boob tube, every picture you see there could be fake or altered to look the way 
that the uh, New World Order wants it to look like. Yeah, New World Order owns all the major TV stations, and they use the news as a tool to manipulate your thinking. So uh, when we see these, uh, you know, uh, this whole thing with the Ukraine war, I feel sorry for the Ukraine people, but the whole thing, it, it, it's a manipulation game by the media and the New World Order to drum up uh, more war, more killing, and more money for them to make. And plus, all the money they give to the Ukraine, you know, this is kickback money. Ukraine's the biggest money launderer in the world for the Western people. I forget who does it for the other people. But uh, uh, for the Western nations, Ukraine is... the money laundering capital. And that's why they're so willing to send all this money supposedly for weapons or to fight the Russians because uh, at least half of that money is going to their pockets, if not more. Your taxpayer money, yeah. And, uh, you know, they've got themselves a cute little plan, yeah. You know, uh, Ukraine saying, oh, we're not going to quit until we beat the Russians, something that's just totally impossible. Uh, in, in 10 million years, Ukraine cannot beat the Russians. So the idea is to get a war going that it will continue forever, and and the politicians will continue to send money to the Ukraine, pretending they're helping them fight the evil Russians, you know. And it's all about kickback money. All that money they donate is going back into the pockets of the politicians uh, that uh, mishandle the tax money. Oh, you know, I mean, it's sickening. And uh, so people around the world have to get control of their governments. Uh, Governments shouldn't be allowed to make decisions like that, you know, Uh, especially when the kickback schemes are all solidly locked in place and we the poor people can't do anything about it except uh, uh, you know dismantle our our, uh, crooked governments or take command of them by changing laws hey so you see uh, that's not that crazy of a plan I got running for president as a writing candidate and I don't have to put my name on the ballot. I don't have to go through any of that crap. I'm telling you, I'm writing Kennedy, just writing my name. And uh, my idea of all the Democrats and all the Republicans voting for me, it's a good idea because neither one of those parties have have a, a candidate that's going to break the status quo or even interested in doing it, you know? So if you elect a Democrat or Republican candidate, and the Democrats will probably win it. They prove they can uh, cheat, win, cheat, win an election better than the Republicans. They proved that. Uh, look at the Warren in the White House now. I mean, the clone. Uh, <laughs> so consider that. Hey, if you go to BBS Radio, you can connect and see all the things I'm doing. You can see my recent most recent twits on Twitter. Even if you don't belong to Twitter, you can see the things that I repost or where I make comments sometimes on things, important things that are put out there. Yeah, go to BBS Radio. Look look me up. Connect the dots. 
theory, I'm on the Saturday schedule at midnight uh, to 1 a.m. Central Time. And just click on my name there, you know. You click on the name of the show, but click on my name. It takes you to more things. You can see all the things I'm doing. It'll take you to uh, a lot of my presidential videos and also take you to my YouTube videos. And you'll see, um, you know, some of the the things I'll be bringing to the table once I'm elected president. But I can't do it by myself. You have to help me do this, and you should want to, because I'm the guy who knows how to end the logjam in Congress and give you, the people, some control over the, uh, the traitors who are down in Washington, D.C. And I'll do it all with the power of suggestion. Not that difficult to do when you know what to say and how to say it. <laughs> Any of those politicians, they can't do that. They, they don't. They don't have the street knowledge to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm a street person. Well, let me just step back for a second here and look. Well, you know what? I just wanted to see what time it was. Uh, Usually I have a clock right next to me, but I didn't bring it next to me uh, tonight. So I have to peek around the corner and look at the clock because, uh, you know, I do have to end the show on time. But all I have to say is we have to be more loving to each other. We have to uh, stop hating, stop anger. Like I said, I was talking about earlier, it distorts the water molecules, makes them, you know, uh, not good. (laughs) Changes the shape. You know, we want perfect water molecules like snowflakes, hexagonal, you know. And uh, we can do that. We can change the shape of the living water within us by uh, smiling, by being friendly, by being kind, being grateful for what we do have. And those are the good vibrations and being loving. If If you're in a loving relationship with somebody, there's nothing better than that, you know? Uh, I've had the pleasure of many loving relationships in my life. And uh, most sadly, most people don't even get to experience one, but you ought to be going for it. A loving relationship, it, it makes the world shine. And it makes you happy and your partner happy, too. So that's a very important part of life to have a loving relationship with some other human being. And then some of us, we can be loving to anybody, you know, everybody, except for people that, you know, they're carrying around too much negative baggage. We try to avoid those people, you know. We'll still smile and say hello, but some people, they, they're walking around with such a low vibration and anger and hatred in their heart. And, you know, it, you don't want to be around people like that. You want to get away from them. Maybe they'll catch on someday. 
Or maybe if you say something nice to them, you know, it'll make them change their attitude. Uh, <laughs> but those of us that have, it in our, have loving hearts and know how to project that love should be doing it all the time. And, uh, you know, because you know, I'll bring up the Beatles again, because that's how they became so popular. They did have love in their hearts, and they projected it through their music. And they projected it through their personalities, and everybody responded. And people fell in love with them immediately because we sensed, we felt that love coming from them, and they felt love coming from us. Again, watch the, uh, watch my uh, Beatle documentaries. Beatlemania in America, it's a 10-minute one on YouTube, and Beatlemania in America 2, a 3-minute and 43-second one, also on YouTube. And uh, perhaps you'll grasp how they changed the world with love, the power of love. They projected it, and it just expanded exponentially because people felt it and reprojected it out there. Yep, the Beatles changed the world with love. And we can change the world again with love, and we need to be thinking about that. It's so important, you know, that that we project our love to everyone, if possible and uh, lend a helping hand whenever we can. And we're amazing beings, us human beings, when we do the right things. We have to stop allowing ourselves to be manipulated by the evil idiot box known as the TV and all the uh, violence it promotes and uh, all the violence that mainstream media news promotes, you know, you know, like, uh, I, I watch the news because I want to see what the enemy is up to, you know, it's important, uh, and they're up to a lot of bad things, I mean, they are sick, they're, they're proper, sneak the propaganda in whenever they can, you know, people are being interviewed, and they, uh, they, they some of these, uh, uh, puppets, uh, plants that are out there on the TV screen, uh, they get invited to be interviewed. You know, the, the news anchor person asks them a question. They don't even answer the question. They just go into their spiel about climate change or about how bad Putin is or how uh, we have to defend democracy when there are no democracies to defend to begin with. Yeah, the U.S. is not a democracy. You ever hear that thing called the Pledge of Allegiance? Well, it says, and to the republic for which it stands. Well, a republic is not a democracy. They try to make it sound like one. And well, then they go and say, oh, well, it's a kind of a democracy. You know, it's like, no, a republic in a republic. Let me just remind everybody before the show ends here. In a republic, the representatives that you look foolishly elected usually, 
the representatives have all the power and you have none. <laughs> and the only chance you have at exercising uh, your, uh, uh, something, giving you know, a little authority in a situation, is when you go vote. So we could end the logjam in Congress. Everybody needs to get on the plan I came up with. All Democrats, two major parties, are enough to make a landslide election. We'll all win. We all can celebrate. Why fight each other? You know, why does there have to be a winner and a loser? That just, per, uh, you know, passes on the us versus them game. We need to end that. We need to all be loving and friendly. We need to start playing us versus them, you know? It doesn't work out. It keeps it keeps the insanity going, which makes us easy targets for the new world order controllers, those evil so-and-sos that are heartless, basically. All they are, they're addicted to power and all other kinds of bad things, and they're in league with the devil or in league with the Satanists, uh, you know, the, the, they're all bad, you know, and those are the ones that uh, are controlling us, manipulating us, and leading us down a dead-end street. You know, we have to stop stop giving them the power. No, The political parties don't deserve power. Everybody in, in who is elected to an authoritative position needs to be an individual. But we can't just jump to that right away. So. All you people that want to, uh, you know, you're proud of being a member of the Democratic Party or you're proud of being a member of the Republican Party, you know, uh, wake up. Have, use some common sense. 2024 election, you had the chance to vote for me as a writing candidate. I won't be on the ballot, but I don't have to be on the ballot. All I have to do is have the guts to vote for somebody who can bring unity to the Congress. A Democrat president or a Republican president will never bring unity to the Congress. Look at everybody's hero, Trump. Did he bring unity to the Congress? Not even a little bit did he bring. But I'm the guy who can do it. And it's really so easy to do. It's called the power of suggestion. And before, within the first week, they will be getting along. It's that easy. Shouldn't you be interested in voting for somebody like me? Plus, go, like I said, go to BBS Radio. Find my show, Connect the Dots, Saturday at midnight, Central Time. And uh, click on my name, and you'll see. uh, It'll take you everywhere to all the things I'm doing. It'll take you to my presidential website, which is the same one as the last election, 2020presidenttownmedicine.com. Because I didn't have to really change anything. The only thing new I came up with is this time I'm asking all Democrats and Republicans. I think it's a good game plan to vote for me. And then we all can uh, learn how to get along. And within the first week, I'll have everyone in Congress getting along. And I'll do it with the power of suggestion. It's that easy. Don't you want it? This problem, the logjam solved in Congress, really. Aren't you sick of the us versus them game? Well, so much for that. I'm just going to take another quick look. Yep.
and it is time. Hey, uh, what can I say? Uh, support my cause here. Uh, support my show. You know, when you, when you uh, go on BBS Radio, hey, you, you can uh, subscribe to my show. Could use a little money. You know, pay for the cost of the show. You know, us people on BBS Radio, we have to pay for our shows for the technicians to do all the connections and stuff like that. I'm not uh, George Nury on Coast to Coast where I receive a big salary. Not so lucky. But uh, I wouldn't mind having a show, but uh, he doesn't know crap. He invites a lot of people that know stuff, but he himself, forget it. He knows a few things, but compared to what I know, not too much. Anyhow, hey, go on YouTube, you know, click in the, the name of my my albums on CD Baby. You can listen to all the songs for free, and then you might, might you must be able to find one song out of 35 uh, that you only have to pay 99 cents to download. 35 songs on two albums, uh, American Party songs. I just name one of them. The other uh, album I have is Songs Better Than Dylan. And the first song on that album, Songs Better Than Dylan, is I Gotta Be Somebody, and you're going to hear it in about 30 seconds. Uh, lead guitar solo at the end of my uh, Do the Party in Kind, the lead guitar solo at the end, followed by my anthem, I Gotta Be Somebody. Listen to the words. Could be your anthem, too. Okay, Mr. Engineer, uh, take us out of here now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Yeah, I...